Obviously a heartbreaking loss for our Missouri Tigers, but overall for the rest of this season, I don't find anything disconcerting about it at all. Did you see what I did there? Well, yes, I've still got some jokes, even after a tough loss. Let's talk about all of it and more coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. And you know what? Heading out of Faro Field today, standing in the excuse me, standing in the parking lot, I have to admit I considered for a little bit that I may just bawl and cry directly into the microphone for 20 minutes. But then I thought, you know what? Actually, let's just do a regular podcast instead. But in all seriousness, this team, this Missouri Tiger football team has no reason to hang its head and, and as bummed out as I was leaving the stadium. I wasn't hanging my head either. I was just really disappointed because the Tigers had a lot of chances to win this football game. A lot of plays that I felt like were left on the field for Missouri, the players and the coaching staff too, to be quite honest with you. But again, for the rest of this season, I wouldn't call this a disconcerting performance whatsoever. Now, the disconcerting signals or calls or whatever they were calling on the defense, twice on Missouri, I believe, once on LSU. Correct me if I'm wrong there. Now, I've heard of delay of games on the defense for you know, hey, clapping or, or saying hike or something like that to try to mimic a signal or a snap, but my goodness, disconcerting. I think we all found that a little bit comical. And frankly, we needed a little bit of comic relief in that ball game. But again, I think there's so many positives to take away from this game. Missouri's offense could not have gotten off to a better start. Three straight touchdowns, 25 first half points, an impressive into the game, or excuse me, into the half, two-minute warning type situation, two-minute drill situation. Missouri sets up Harrison Mevis for a long field goal that knuckleballs in. I mean, it was all good, frankly, offensively in the first half. There was very little to complain about whatsoever, except, well, second half wasn't quite as pretty, obviously, and frankly, I thought the Missouri defense didn't look quite the same after in the middle of the second quarter when it seemed like Ennis Rakestraw came up hobbled and I didn't really see him much in the second half. I saw him warming up with his helmet on during halftime, but other than that, I didn't see Rakestraw come back and play much in the second half. Correct me if I'm wrong there, folks. Now, of course, while I said it couldn't have gone much better for the Tigers in the first half, Brady Cook did throw one interception that was definitely his fault, was not a ball that should have been thrown in retrospect, without a doubt. But again, as Eli Drinkwitz kind of referred to 
After the Vanderbilt game, of course, he put over Brady Cook, breaking the SEC record, I believe, for most attempts in a row without an interception. Well, Drinkwitz said, hey, listen, guys, he's going to throw a pick eventually. We know it. It's it's the basic – that's that's just part of the game. You can't – you've got to be aggressive at a certain point, in other words. There's a very fine line there. And what I wrote down in my notes after that interception was, ooh, Brady, don't throw another interception. No, what I said was, hey – don't lose your nerve now because him being aggressive and anticipating throws and trying to fit him into tight windows, well, that's been part of what has made Missouri a really, really good offense these past few weeks leading up into the LSU game and certainly the first half of that LSU game at the very least as well. So to me, I, while that cook or excuse me, while that pick by Cook at the toward the tail end of the first half there obviously hurt Missouri the last thing in the world I wanted is for Cook to suddenly become con- overly conservative the bottom line is this game really did play out almost exactly as as I thought it would and as as Caroline Fenton at locked on LSU felt like it would and as many of you my my listeners felt like it would as well which is going to be a, a shootout type game where the last team that has the ball well they're going to win the ball game now while that literally didn't happen in this case it was pretty doggone close wasn't it similar to i would say the Kansas City Chiefs the New England Patriots, Patrick Mahomes' first season as, as a starter in Kansas City. Well, there was that crazy AFC championship game where it was back and forth. Neither defense could really stop the other. And, of course, well, the last team that had the ball, unfortunately, if you're a Chiefs fan, were the Pats and Tom Brady in overtime, won the coin flip, won the game. And I'm sorry, I just couldn't, as a Chiefs fan, I just couldn't help notice those parallels because, well, how in the world – did they miss a face mask on a guy named Brady wearing number 12? I mean, that was an absolutely brutal face mask where Brady Cook's head was ripped around, basically. Somehow Tom Brady gets a little ticky-tack touch on his face mask, but you know what? We'll leave that one alone. But in all seriousness, Missouri would have certainly been bailed out in that particular play. That should have been a third-down sack and a punt for Missouri regardless, but hey, if LSU is going to bail you out of stuff, just like Missouri would bail LSU out many times with penalties in this ball game, I mean, that was just an obvious penalty that is frankly inexcusable by the officials to miss. The way, I mean, not only is he the ball carrier, he's the quarterback for crying out loud. In 2023 in particular, when everybody's eyes are on the quarterback in terms of safety and all that stuff, well, And by the way, through the history of football, everybody's eyes are on the quarterback. So to miss that, I mean, that was just brutally inexcusable. Yes, that would have been a lucky play for the Tigers. But hey, in that type of ball game, that's just something you can't miss. Now, while obviously in a game where Brady Cook throws for 411 yards, another huge game for Luther Burden, Cody Schrader rushes for over 100 yards on just 13 carries and and three touchdowns. I mean, a ton of positives to take away here from Missouri. Make no make no mistake about it. But the the brutal honesty, the brutally honest take that I have is is that Missouri just wasn't quite good enough in crucial situations, in particularly third downs on defense and on offense. 
And you know what? That's something we've talked a lot about, even when Missouri has been playing great football here, or at least really good football at the very least here over the past few weeks or so, including today. I don't want anybody to think I'm being too negative, but you know what? we got to pick some nits here, including the snap infraction and, more importantly, the second and down play leading into that, the second and one play call leading into that. Missouri has the ball two minutes to go. In, in LSU territory, and boy, it all just, it all kind of unraveled from there, didn't it? So let's let's break down that whole sequence as painful as it might be. But you know what's not going to be painful is checking out LinkedIn Jobs because they're going to make the process of hiring your new candidate for your small business so much less painful because you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best candidates possible? Well, that's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. It's really that simple because LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. And if you currently have a LinkedIn profile, by the way, perhaps you've been seeking employment before. Well, now if you're looking for somebody for your small business, guess what? All you have to do is add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. So you know what? Again, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And if you're looking for the national perspective from the Locked On Podcast Network, definitely check out Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday at 10 a.m. Central with our bevy of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday at 10 a.m. on my YouTube channel, and you can find it on demand as well there and wherever you find podcasts. But, you know, Missouri just wasn't quite good enough, as I said, in crucial situations, and LSU was just simply better in those situations, to put it as simply as I possibly can. And and just to take one example, I really think Missouri's biggest problem, yes, Malik Neighbors definitely got his numbers, and actually in the second half, I felt like Missouri did a decent enough job reining in the tailback running game, the halfback running game, if you will, for LSU, but man, Jaden Daniels just too often had a free reign to run the football, and I thought this crucial third and five play where Daniels ends up turning it into about a 35-yard touchdown run was quite emblematic of that. So why don't we bring that up here on the screen? So allow me to correct myself here. As you can see on the scoreboard, it's actually third down and three, but still a ball on the 35 yard line. Tigers 
winning the ball game 32 to 27 at this point with eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. As you can see here, LSU goes empty formation here. And, well, if you play it forward here, there's a very obnoxious fan who says something here. Let's listen to this. Did you hear me faintly saying quarterback draw there? Well, there's a reason for that. It's because LSU lines up again, five wide receivers, essentially, empty backfield. What does Missouri do defensively? They go man-to-man on all five of these players, which leaves, frankly, the middle of the field wide open. You've got one, two, three, four, five, six guys in the box, but all Daniels really has to do is just get through the A-gap here, and then there's basically nobody home. If he just gets through the line of scrimmage here, notice he checks after I say, hey, quarterback draw, he checks to something or at the very least, well, guess what? It's a quarterback draw, and there's a big old hole just made right through the A and B gap here. I mean, my goodness, you could run a, a an 18-wheeler through that thing. Obviously, he makes a great play here. Hopper just not quite fast enough to keep up with, frankly, the Brad Smith-like Jaden Daniels, and it's just off to the races here for a touchdown for LSU. And, and frankly, I just didn't love whether you want to say, I don't know, you could maybe pick on the defensive line here. Certainly, the three-tech could have done a better job not getting completely blown out of the play here and, and leaving his gap wide open. I'll, I'll give you that. But just the design of the play here, there are no linebackers, no safeties, nobody at this level. I mean, to me, when you have that kind of dynamic runner at quarterback out of an empty formation, You've got to put somebody, at least one or two players in the middle of the field to respect that run at the second level. But at the same time, to be fair to the Missouri defense, when you have the kind of receivers that LSU has, well, it's hard to just say, hey, leave somebody uncovered on third down and three. I totally understand what Blake Baker was thinking there. That just shows you the kind of trade-offs that you have to make with a great offense like LSU has because... When you have the kind of guy that Jaden Daniels is a quarterback, as I've gone on and on about this week, he's really improved as a passer, at least to my eyes, the last couple seasons here. And we obviously all saw the dynamic runner that he is as well. It's hard to cover everything. So you, again, you got to make trade-offs. But you know what? Maybe even more crucially, I think, this is actually something I'd, I'd actually like to be more critical of the coaching staff on particularly. But this time it's the offensive coaching staff because as I said this seemed like a ball game where hey it's going to be a shootout the last team that has the ball is going to win well right here in this situation it's 42 to 39 and LSU lead but Missouri has the football they're driving here at about what the LSU 40 yard line or so let's bring up the play here it's second down and one and Missouri instead of obviously with three timeouts left You've got all time is completely on your side. You've got all the time in the world to get this ball in the end zone, or at the very least, settle for a likely Harrison Mevis field goal. You get a little bit closer. It's really crucial to just get a first down in this spot. And listen, I don't want to be a hypocrite here. I'm a big fan in a lot of situations on second down and one for taking a shot to the end zone. 
a play action fake. Hey, let's go for a big chunk play right here while they're thinking about stopping something in short yardage. But this is not that situation, number one, because again, the clock is on your side and the way this game is played out, you really don't want to give LSU the football again. So what does Missouri do? Unfortunately, they don't really do either thing. Not only do they not try to run the football and just jam it up the middle and try to get a yard for a first down, keep the chains moving, keep the clock moving, keep the momentum on your side. Well, they don't actually do the other thing that I like, which is take a shot play. Again, I'm not saying they should have taken a shot play here, but to me, the play they run here is neither fish nor foul because you look at it here. Well, they just run a quick slant here over the middle to, to Luther Burden. And yes, while number zero here, the defensive tackle jumps up, knocks the ball down, makes a nice play here. It's easy to say, hey, stuff happens. Balls get batted down by defensive linemen every single day. I totally understand that. I just don't love the design of the play here. And by the way, this is going to be a tough catch here for Luther Burden. Even if he catches this ball, you've got number four here for LSU, Perkins, one of the best players in the conference defensively. I mean, he's going to wallop Burden there. I mean, good luck hanging on to that football. Don't get me wrong. He can hang on to it. He's that good of a player. But at the same time, that is not exactly easy yards there. It'd be one thing if you just had faked out the defense, dumped it into the flat for an easy gain and a first down, but to me, that's too tough a yardage there. Just dropping back into coverage, throwing a simple slant over the middle there, and you'll notice the defense for LSU, every single guy from the safety, number eight there, the single safety in coverage, Perkins, everybody is squatting on the middle of the field in the short, in the short pass there. They're daring Missouri to go deep. Certainly a run there is probably the call. You run it to the left side, or excuse me, the right side of the field there. Sorry, it's kind of backwards, obviously, from our perspective. You run the ball right there if you're Missouri. At the very least, Cody Schrader's going to probably eke his way up for a yard in the first down. Or even worst case scenario, you're back to the line of scrimmage. But now, you've stopped the clock unnecessarily, too. I, I just... This play call left a lot to be desired is the big point. And coming up, of course, the subsequent snap for Missouri is the one that essentially ended the ball game for all intents and purposes. So let's break down just one more painful but crucial snap. But speaking of things that are crucial and painful, my goodness, to all of you people who had Missouri on the point spread I am so, so sorry because you were on the right side of that the entire game until, of course, the sort of, for all intents and purposes, the desperation time pick six by Brady Cook and the Tigers. But you know what? The heck with all that negativity. You still got to hang in there with FanDuel Sportsbook because, of course, the NFL season is very much underway and with FanDuel America's number one sports book now is the best time if you're a new customer you can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet that's $200 in bonus bets win or lose if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel this is the time because the app is so easy to use you can bet on spreads props over-unders, and more. So go to FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season in style. That's FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 
And again, all you true sons and daughters, I, I truly hate to kind of feel like a, this has been a negative podcast so far because there were a lot of positives to take away from this game and throughout this entire season. But you know what? I feel like purging my negativity with all of you so we can get into a zen-like state for the rest of this beautiful fall weekend here in Missouri. So you know what? Again, obviously the snap infraction there killed Missouri. Third and one going to third and six, that's a massive difference, no question. But you know what? When you're you're in a third and six situation, you're at the LSU 45-yard line, well, quite frankly, you're not in field goal range yet. Even for the great Harrison Mevis, 62 yards, you're not going to kick that at this point with some two minutes left on the clock. You're obviously going to go for it in that situation if it's just a simple incomplete pass. But unfortunately, obviously, Missouri, a strip, a strip sack there. LSU recovers. Well, actually, they don't recover the ball. Excuse me. Missouri recovers the ball. It's a fourth and 32. And well, the ball game is essentially over. So you know what? Let's actually look at this one last snap here for those of you on YouTube. And of course, I'm going to describe it as best as I can for you audio people. And first of all, you look at this play pre-snap, and Missouri, again, third down and six here. This is a crucial moment in the ball game. Let's just look at this pre-snap. And Missouri has a bunch set here to Brady Cook's right. You got Luther Burden, you got Mookie Cooper, and one other receiver as well. I can't quite tell whose number that is. Probably Marquise Johnson, it would appear. But regardless, you got three Missouri receivers, and you got four LSU defensive backs. Well, at least three defensive backs, and I guess Harold Perkins here, a linebacker. Regardless, it's four on three LSU versus Missouri receivers to the outside. So... At the very least, I think the way these four defenders are lined up, you need at least one of these guys to attack deep. Hey, how about Marquise Johnson? He's the fastest guy on the team. Let's just have him run in a straight line down the hash marks here, down the seam of the defense. And at the very least, that's going to open something up for everybody else. Or here's an idea. Here's what I would have done. Again, I'm not asking Missouri to reinvent the wheel here. Let's zoom in on the center. Let's zoom in on the line of scrimmage here. Look at the A-gap between Connor Tolleson, the center, and the right guard here, Cameron Johnson. Again, there's at least, I don't know, two to three yards of space there. If you just simply run an inside zone handoff here, they're not respecting it whatsoever here, the LSU defense. So a handoff would have been okay. But again, over on this side of the field, Missouri needs to attack some one of these routes has got to be deep, but we run it forward here and you look at what happens. There's nowhere for Brady Cook to throw the football here. And it's a five on five rush here by LSU that, well, does get home. Frankly, Javon Foster, not his best pressure. You know, Javon Foster's been really good this season, but he just gets burnt here by number 13. So for as much as I'm going to complain about the play call here, the design of the play, quite honestly, Javon Foster just gets beat there and gives up a strip sack to Brady Cook's blind side. Missouri recovers the ball, but at that point, obviously, it really doesn't do very much good. Again, some of you might find this all very nitpicky and negative, but at the same time, to me, 
those two calls there, crucial calls on second and one. Obviously, the mess up there on the snap infraction makes it third and six. But then on third and six, to me, if you know, if you know you're going to go for it on fourth down, which Missouri does there, you know you can hand it off. If LSU is not going to respect the handoff, which they did not respect the inside handoff there whatsoever, just based on alignment, just take what's there. Isn't that why you have the ability to look to your coaches? And frankly, I trust Brady Cook enough to be able to audible to an inside zone in that situation. If it's there, I think Brady Cook is plenty smart enough to understand, hey, it's third and six. Hey, Cody, Cody Schrader might pick this thing up, number one. And if he only gets four yards, well, that's okay too. Fourth and two, we can pick this thing up. So to me, just a lot of plays out there that Missouri left on the field. So a disappointing result, but at the same time, the Tigers were right there. This is the game we thought it was going to be, a shootout with a great, great LSU Tigers offense. I want to take anything away from them whatsoever because this was a great ball game, and just unfortunately, there was probably going to be a team. It always seemed like one of these teams was going to be heartbroken at the end of the day, and one of them was going to be thrilled. Unfortunately, we were at the wrong end of it, but you know what? Still a half season to go here for Missouri. Five and one, a heck of a start, a lot of great football, and a potentially great season here for Missouri. So you know what? I'm going to be here for you, for all you everydayers, five days a week, locked on Mizzou. Thank you guys so much for being here. Hey, tell a friend. I'd appreciate it. So I am John Miller, and I'll see you all on Monday right here on Locked on Mizzou.